0: Rest Repeat podcast with Roz Gervais and Laura Day, where we chat about our
1: creative lives as artists while keeping it real and a little bit messy.
0: We're here to inspire creatives just like you to push past those boundaries and make art that you love. Let's dive in. we're going to be having a chat about the importance of building a creative community and we're going to be sharing 12 ways to do that as well because community is really really important um, especially for artists and creatives like us and so we're going to be telling you some stories as well about um, our communities and how we've connected with those and also how we're still trying to grow those as well because I think I don't know you just you can't really have enough community.
1: Yeah, I think I'm definitely a networker and I always like to surround myself with creative people. It helps to keep me motivated and inspired and um, you get to learn off other people. So, yeah, I think it's it's been really important for me in my art journey and getting creative confidence and sort of seeing people lead the way and being inspired by them and realising that I can do it too. So, yeah, community is so important. I think um, Julia Cameron speaks about uh, believing mirrors, so having people that believe in you, so in her book, The Artist's Way. I think that's a, such a really important concept to sort of gather gather all of those people that believe in you because it can be quite a challenging path on this creative path and there can be people that sort of doubt you and of course, us sensitive artists, we tend to doubt ourselves sometimes too when when we come up with challenges and all of these different roadblocks that um, appear on the journey. So a believing mirror is um, someone that sort of reflects your strengths back to you and, like, they recognise your gifts so they can see the good things in you and uh, they they believe in your potential. So I really love that concept.
0: So of course, Roz, you're my believing mirror. (laughs) And you're mine. Seriously, I had, I don't know if I've actually given you the insight into this side, but I had a bit of a bumpy week the other week with somebody who was not my believing mirror. Um, And it was actually, it was so tough that I couldn't, talk to many people at all about it. Um, but after, you know, I've sort of recovered. So we've had, a, you know, a bit of a week or two weeks has passed. And now I feel like I can sort of connect. So I should I should reach yeah. out to you about yep. that one and tell you the <laughs> details. But um yes, mm. It's, mm. it's tricky. It's very tricky. I think you know, I went to, I'm I'm doing my conversation style now, Laura, Where I'm just going everywhere, but um, I went to a gallery um, show the other night with a whole bunch of other artists and we went for dinner afterwards and we had a really good chat and it was really interesting. One thing that came up was that we as artists need to develop thick skins. We need to be tough. But then at the same time, I think to be an artist, you actually need to be not need to be sorry, you're innately sensitive and emotional because we're people who really, really feel. So I think it's I don't know, I guess it's the yin and the yang, isn't it? You it's very tricky, isn't it? What do you think?
1: It's probably both. But then it's important to have those people like when you have come up to those challenges or those people those naysayers or any sort of challenge. It's so important to have that community around you, that sort of you know rallies in support and can encourage you and you know sort of put things in perspective as well, um, or even debrief. So I'm happy to debrief on that situation that happened <laughs> earlier this week <laughs> because it's like it's a lonely path when we're working alone and in a normal office environment or a normal workplace where you have colleagues, then that's when, when you come up with challenges, you can like brainstorm and run things by people. Yeah, I think that, you know, when you're an independent artist, then, you know, really reaching out to other artists and and having that really robust community support and realising that we all have similar sort of challenges and similar situations that pop up from time to time, if you can have those people around you to sort of help encourage you along the way, then that's super helpful.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I think I think they don't always have to be Other creatives and other artists. So I think it's really important to have creatives and artists in your circle. But I think it's also important or not also important, but they just don't have to be artists and creatives. They can just be people who I don't know are positive and you know, positive humans and big believers and supporters, you know, people of that nature and probably people who really know you as well. That's really beneficial because they know your journey. They know how aligned, you know, your art life is with who you are, which is, you know, yeah, when it's when we're not just people making art, you know, it's aligned with who we are. And that is yeah, that, you know, can take people a while to get to know that about you and understand that about you so that they can support you.
1: Yeah, I do. I have some non-creative people in my support network as well. Yeah. So a close family friend who's an occupational therapist and then also my auntie. Um, She's always worked in admin roles or personal assistant roles. She's quite creative herself, but then, you know, she never explored that path. So she's always been a champion for me in my creative career. So yeah, definitely there is value in having people in that network that you know, I sort of, yeah, not specifically in the creative fields, but we do have 12
0: tips to share today, don't we? Shall we run through our 12 tips and then (laughs) I will very delicately tell you (laughs) some of the points that I had to basically, you know, what's the word, rebut (laughs) or process or weather, (laughs) (laughs) whatever you want to call it, Um, from this person. Okay, let's do it. Okay, so we'll do we'll do our 12 and then I'll tell you my my story. Yeah, sure. I have to tell it very sensitively because this person may listen to this podcast episode. <laughs> okay, so number one is um look at local Facebook groups. So you have a bit of a story around this related to when you first moved to Bendigo, is that right? Ballarat. Ballarat. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bee, it's a bee, That's and all it's right. not in Sydney, just saying. You're you're not the only
1: one that get gets it confused. It's all right. Even Victorians get a bit confused between Ballarat and Bendigo. <laughs> so I moved here like over 11 years ago. I moved from Melbourne and I like I I knew some people Yeah, and because I was doing screen printing workshops, I was invited up to do a screen printing workshop. So I connected with uh, Steph, who is my closest friend here now, and she used to run an art gallery. So that was um, helpful. And then I was told about the um, Ballarat Arts Alive Facebook group, and then that just opened up a world of connections, and then I was able to meet people in real life, and they had different meetups and different sorts of things so it was really good to have that as a starting point so in your local area there might be a Facebook group connected to your creative community and it's a good place to start to look for connections
0: Definitely, and that sort of leads on to um, number two, which is to look for social events and meetups and networking groups and things like that. You can even ask your local art store sometimes um, for some, you know, some leads around that. What you also have a story about this one? You were just you were telling me before about um, local communities and small businesses and um, things like that.
1: Yeah, so they are networking opportunities and yeah, looking at women in business or um, local business networking events that are close to you as well. So there were some meetups that were happening when I sort of was, you know, in the community in Ballarat. Um, They've sort of stopped happening now, but there was the left of the click. So that was all business owners, not just creative people. So I think that You know, there are events happening. I know COVID sort of shook things up (laughs) uh, with the face-to-face sort of uh, meetups, but I guess because, you know, people are getting out in the community more now, events will be starting to run again and you'll be able to do a little search and, and
0: find what's going on around your area And if you're not in the business space, like if you're not making your art to sell, for example, and you're just making your art for yourself, um, you don't necessarily have to do the business meetup sort of option. Um, I'm a member, for example, of my local art society and we have monthly catch-ups, you know, over a glass of wine and it's really lovely to connect. And sometimes um, they run workshops as well, where some of the members do a demonstration and, you know, that's just nothing short of enriching no matter even if it's not your main medium you know so yes yeah that's an option as well for people who might not be selling their art yet Mm -hmm. yeah you know we'll talk about the dream you know yeah yeah of course
1: (laughs) yeah I guess it's yeah for people that are just starting out and wanting to sort of connect with more creative people and and build that network because it might not be something, it might be something new to them and something that they're wanting to explore and they want more creative friends so then they can keep their inspiration and momentum happening. So that's a really... That's a really good suggestion.
0: And I should share actually the first meeting that I went to. um, I was really nervous to go. I'd actually been a member of this society for a fair few months before I turned up to a um, meeting in person because I didn't know who was going to be there. I think I might have social anxiety, just saying. Um, I wasn't sure. Um, But then I met another artist locally who I found out was part of the Arts Society as well. And so we went together and that sort of helped me to you know break the ice and sort of meet all these lovely people
1: yeah that really helps I've done the personality tests and I'm actually 55% um introvert and then and then um 45 Um, extrovert so I sort of straddle between and I find yeah going to some into new groups or new situations um, really quite intimidating even though sometimes when I'm with people like I can be quite bubbly and out out there so I know it can be
0: scary but if you're you know there's a payoff I think we might be the same same (laughs) like I get really nervous before and I just I always talk about popping a brave pill. So I take a pretend brave pill (laughs) (laughs) and I go to these things sometimes and I'm like, no, no, it'll be fine, (laughs) it'll be fine. (laughs) Um, And then eventually it's lots of fun and I'm chatting away to everyone. So, Mm. yes, it's sometimes hard to get started with those things.
1: And having those connections are really important. I think, um, you know, through the Facebook group and through the networking and all of that, other opportunities have, come to me so i guess if you have a creative small business then it is important because there might be new opportunities or new clients or new situations um you know exhibitions group shows people will sort of tell you, have you heard about this and this and this? And it's so important just to sort of keep in the loop what's going on in, in your area.
0: Yeah. And it's just got so good for your soul, I think, and your spirit to be in that circle as well. <laughs> so what have we got? So I've got the list in front of me and I have a history, by the way, I have a history of um, doing like my YouTube videos. And I say, so today I shall be talking to you about six tips to da, da 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 and then I'll make my video and then I'll have seven or there'll be five. <laughs> so I have a fear that we're not going to hit 12 or maybe we'll accidentally present them in the wrong way and it'll sound like there's 11 but actually. So.
1: That's Okay, right. so you ready? Yeah. yeah. Um, so we've got. to get it
0: right. Yeah. <laughs> we've
1: got um, find a mentor. So um, yep. I, when I was studying in art school, and when I was uh, studying screen printing, I sort of was doing searches online, and this was up in Brisbane. And I found a lovely lady, Thea, and she had a small screen printing business. So I offered to do some volunteer work for for her for a little bit. And then I ended up getting a part-time job through uni. So, you know, finding someone that's in the industry that you're working in and just sort of, you know, getting in touch with them, that sort of has been really helpful for me during my career and also there could be people that you never meet in real life as well it could be people that you follow their story and their Instagram account or you listen to their podcasts or read their books and you just sort of take in the content that they create and you know that can be someone that you sort of you know aspire to or someone that you're just, you know, really um, inspired by what they do and what they create and it, it might be similar to what you want to create one day or it could be something uh, really different as well. It, you know, that's all valid in sort of a mentorship um, capacity and I've had some other really great in-person mentors like Susan Nethercutt, that was a really important relationship in in my life and in my career and then also moving into painting as well she sort of sparked that inspiration within me and doing and then I ended up doing contract work for her so mentors can be a, a really great asset and
0: you know part of your team and believing mirrors as well yeah, definitely. I mentioned before a local artist that I've connected with, and I'll share his name. I feel like I should share his name and his Italian. So I hope I get the name properly pronounced, but it's Simone Piccioni. Um, And he is absolutely lovely. We've got a connection through my daughter's school. Um, And whilst I guess he's not formally my mentor or anything like that, I do learn a lot from him. And one awesome thing about him is whenever he sees my artworks, he tells me what he really thinks sensitively, but he gives me some proper feedback. So it's, he's not just that cheerleader in that cheerleader sort of position. He's constructive feedback in there as well mm-hmm. so um yeah I really like that so I think that's sort of food for, for, for thought for people as well um just to think about the range or range of people in their community community sorry I'm slurring my words I'm not drunk I promise um, <laughs> um <laughs> the range of people in their community from the cheerleader side to the constructive kind feedback side as well
1: yeah Mm -hmm. and if a mentor knows you really well like i mean they can sort of pull you up on certain traits or you know different patterns and things and definitely susan did that for me
0: Many times, (laughs) Um, I can't imagine that she seems so lovely from my side of things. No, oh no, not in a terrible way, in a beautiful and sensitive way. (laughs) Phew! Yeah, just
1: in terms of me, me wanting to take on projects that are probably way too big for my capacity and yeah it was really interesting because I am generous by nature and I'm always wanting to help others and support others and I had this grand idea that I wanted to rent a space in Ballarat and have like a co-working space and all of that and then it was almost like you know Susan was re- reining me back and being like "Well, you know sort of realigning me with my purpose and like what is my creative purpose and like is that something that is going to give me the fulfillment I want, or is it pursuing my own personal practice? And then, so I, that sort of directed me on the path of doing my solo exhibition and then doing the second solo exhibition and like really focusing on my craft rather than like exhausting myself and building this massive. Collaborative space so that it can be really important. People can sort of identify
0: different things. When, when they know you really well. That's a huge commitment, the whole concept of running a collaborative space because that thought's crossed my mind as well um, over the years, as has running a gallery for emerging and aspiring artists, you know, just providing that platform for people to be able to, you know, do the work that they love. But, yes, no, that it's a lot of work and so, yes, it doesn't just An idea is great and a beautiful, but yeah, I think Susan's right that you've got to, it's not that you can't do it, but just think about how, how it would work and how it can work so that it's in alignment with, you know, how you operate day to day. And I
1: mean, like, I haven't um, pursued that any further because I realized that she was right and doing my personal work was so much more important to me and I would not be doing it. I would be so much more invested in other people rather than than my own work if i had a big space like that and a huge commitment and sort of trying to generate the income to rent a space and and all of the
0: complexities that come with that so so moving on point point number four um connect with your local art gallery um and chat to the people who work there so um I was going to mention my local art society um at this point because that's related as well to my local art gallery um because yeah so do do keep that in mind is that sometimes your gallery will have a society or a community or something like that that is connected um that does involve meetups so that's definitely an avenue to look at um But what's your experience with that? So you're talking about, um, you mentioned before, some regional or community-run galleries. Yeah, definitely.
1: The small independent regional galleries. um, I connected with Steph who run a gallery here. She helped me to connect with the community and run workshops and things like that. So small independent galleries um, and even and shops and different things like that but also our art gallery here is um there's an art space that's connected to or was connected to council and there are exhibition opportunities and there wasn't a fee or commissions involved so you know connecting with that and going to their shows that's really important as well so finding out what sort of roster of shows are and um yeah going along to those that would be really important as well and a good way to get out there and connect
0: this episode is sponsored by ros gervais modern floral online course a three-part self-paced course perfect for beginners and intermediate artists who adore abstract florals head to wwwpermission co stroke courses to learn more number 5 is go to an art class and actually um this an art class in, at my local um community art center was how i got my little nudge back into art making um a couple of years ago so um that's a really really good way to do it i was really lucky because i found an awesome teacher so she's an abstract artist her name's abby chambers and um she her classes were not instruct instructive? Yeah. Is that the word? Instructional. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whatever it is. Um, so she does provided basically a safe space to create in, and she would come around and share, you know, subtle little ideas, provide some inspiration for certain things and that was it. So it was really, really mm-hmm. gentle um, and it was just amazing and it just helped me to go, oh, yeah, I forgot how much I loved this, you know. So, yeah, no, that's amazing to go go keep it local and find an art class and you can do them in person um, if you do the local thing and there's lots of online options mm-hmm. as well. But I do think that it's good to try to relate it to the community so rather than buying an online course which i offer i'm 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 not selling my courses right this second um (laughs) it's you know you want something that actually connects with other people so um like a membership or like a zoom class even where you can see other people's faces so you're actually meeting other people there's um a lot of strength in that too and you do in person as well in sydney You do? Yeah, Yeah. I do. Actually, I do forget this because I'm only just starting them. So yeah, my first one actually is in three days um, and I'm really excited. It's just this little um, workshop space from my home actually, Um, but it's right near the front door. So it's very, very sort of neat, um, neatly set out. And I can only take, I think it's eight people according to all the COVID bizzo, but eight's pretty good. So um yeah really excited about running that one and actually our next point also relates to something i'm doing number six is markets so go to some markets um and chat to some local crafts people i can personally recommend here in sydney the artisans markets at the coal loader it's on the north shore of sydney they are amazing and i'm really i feel blessed that i have the opportunity to have a stall there myself but The like range of stalls there and, you know, creative people there is just huge and beautiful. You know, like these are real people Mm. that are making real things with their hands and trying to make a living out of it as well. Um, Yeah, so markets is a really good idea. What's your experience? There's one called the
1: Design Exchange and we have council-run events and markets as well around the lake and, yeah, I guess they've sort of um, slowed down a bit <laughs> because of COVID. Creswick um, Market's a lovely little community market. Yeah, there's uh, definitely lots of creative people around the market circuit, so that's
0: an awesome place to find your people. Number seven, <laughs> homewares and gift shops that support independent makers. Yeah. So
1: there's definitely little boutiques and things that you could have a chat to if you are making work and you'd like to sell it there, but also just sort of browsing and finding um, interesting makers. And actually your local, going back to the local gallery as well, sometimes they have a gift shop that has local makers as well. So you might find familiar names that pop up Um, around your community and local makers that are sort of putting their work out there. And, yeah, it's always good to support local and and buy creative things. But um, generally, like the boutique stores, they tend to support independent makers
0: and craftspeople. So that's another connection that you could make. And if you want to turn up, like turn up the dial on that connection as well, if you do find something beautiful that you want to buy um, from a local maker, um, it's a good idea to find them on Instagram or Facebook or wherever they are, like their page, share their page as well with others, um, because that means you know, a purchase means a lot to, you know, creatives as, as you would know, um, but um, buying, sorry, but investing as well um, some time in supporting their business through sharing it. it it's a lot of value in that. Um, what was that? Number seven. Okay. Number eight. Local council
1: asking for ways that they support the arts in your region. So yeah, definitely your, your local council is a great source. Some local councils can be very encouraging and supportive of that, some not so much, but it's worth finding out. Also, there could be grant opportunities available, there could be commission opportunities. Just making sure that you get on their mailing list, making sure that you sort of connect with the right people in council and just generally asking questions because if your local council isn't supportive of the arts and you have a group of people that are, you know, wanting them to get involved, um, yeah, it's worth reaching out and sending emails and just sussing out what sort of programs um, and
0: opportunities are happening in your local area. And I wanted to stop right here because I'm looking. I'm looking at our list, and I'm thinking about our list, and thinking that this is no, by no means, a list that everyone has to do every single item. So these are just ideas. So you pick and choose what actually works for you. Um, a list of twelve ideas might be scary. <laughs> I'm trying soften it. Soften it, Ros. Yeah, but
1: also <laughs> like some people might not be um, sort of as proactive or out there, or they might be timid or might not even know where to start. So that's why I thought creating this list is quite comprehensive and just giving people some extra ideas
0: so yeah I think ideas is good mm, hopefully it's helpful I'm sure I'm <laughs> sure it is I'm actually listening to this going I really I really should <laughs> so it's good you're motivating me too so that was number eight was the local yep. council and then number nine You were going to mention. Yeah, so online groups
1: and Facebook groups. We sort of mentioned that at the start. Um, So did we double up here or (laughs) I can't remember.
0: I don't think so. I I don't think you said Facebook groups. I think you said, what did we say? Oh yeah, we did. But there were local Facebook groups. So maybe you're just a little bit more general now. So online groups of some sort.
1: Yeah. So I guess this is more related to specific makers and specific artists that are running programs. It could be coaching people. It could be, um, teaching painting workshops. And I believe Roz, you have a Facebook group.
0: I do, it's true. (laughs) So um, my group is called Permission to Paint Free Community um, and that is where all creatives are welcome. I always say that my line always, Laura, is that there's one prerequisite, which is that you must be a kind and beautiful and encouraging human to be part of my group. So if that sounds like um, you, if you're listening today, um, then you are super welcome into my group. And basically the benefits of the group, I think, um, and any group, not just mine, but is that you can connect with other people who are like-minded, other people who love to create, um, want to create, need to create, see the benefits in creating. And so basically you can find your cheer squad there. um, And you might even connect with someone else locally within a group as well. Um, And then, you know, you could even become lifetime buddies through that. So you know, there's there's a lot of benefits. So community is everything. And I think, you know, the online space is really um, beneficial for people who are a little bit more timid. Um, like we were talking about, mm. you know, the introvert to the extrovert scale. Um, sometimes being having communities online um, can be a gentle way of connecting with others. And then, yes, they might have an in-person catch-up once a month or something like that. And you could, you know, find that brave pill and have a go. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so that was number nine. And number ten, send artists. I love this one. Send artists that you admire a DM, which is a direct message on Instagram, just to ask questions or simply compliment them on what they do. That's really beautiful.
1: Yeah, I think sort of telling people that you're inspired by what they do um, is a really lovely gesture. and you know you can check in with each other and become accountability partners you can ask questions and learn practical and helpful tips from other people yeah it's just a nice way to sort of connect and make online friends and find people that are on a similar journey to you
0: definitely and also just to build up other people because creatives need that (laughs) (laughs) um, number eleven, which is not strictly creative, um, but look into women's gatherings or meditation or yoga classes. So that's sort of in the wellbeing and self care space.
1: Yeah. Um. I mean, I when I was going through clinical depression, I ended up going to a mindfulness based stress reduction program, and I connected with my um, now good friend Kay um and we'd sort of seen what each other were doing in the creative sphere years ago and then we both had our own you know sort of life challenges pop up and we ended up at this mindfulness gathering and then now Kay is one of my believing mirrors and you know it's just another sort of random place um to find people that are sort of have the same beliefs as you and and find people that are sort of
0: open to well-being and all of that sort of stuff. Yeah, definitely. Um, No, I love that. That's really, really beautiful. I used to go to this gorgeous yoga retreat um, just sort of on the outskirts of Sydney, um, but obviously with the whole lockdown thing, I haven't been for a while, but it was so so amazing and the spaces were not shiny and new you know how you can go to those retreats that are you know very glam five star six star even you know very very fancy it's not like that it was really really basic and I actually really loved that about it because it sort of ground it helped to ground me in what actually matters and there was yoga practice I think it was twice a day and all vegan food and it was just amazing it's so beautiful. Sounds lovely. We should we should do that together, <laughs> Laura. We that'd be.
1: Fun. I know. Well, we have to meet in person one day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I am coming to you in. I think it's April, but I would like to. No, 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 no. It's March, I think, next year. Okay, but I would like to come earlier. Let's yeah. just do it. See. Let's hop on a plane. Mm. I did Google how long it would take to drive. Just so much. <laughs> <laughs> It was a long time, yeah, Laura. I know Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a fair trip
1: um i'm not attempting that i'm jumping on a plane <laughs> yeah fair enough
0: <laughs> all right and number 12 um it, this one is entirely my insight because this is the main one that i do which is to rather uh, than looking out you can look in so sometimes if the external community is a bit difficult for you to connect with for whatever reasons um you do always have yourself and i think I think sometimes we do forget that as well. So if you can adopt some of the journaling principles that we spoke, we've spoken about in a previous episode, if you haven't listened to that, go and listen to it now. There are some tips on there in there on how to do some self-nurturing and other ways of journaling to try to nurture yourself and support yourself, um, and, um help you to get yourself closer to your dream through you know through your own your own what's the word positivity and support and care you know so it's all about building your own inner resources
1: and building yourself up in that way and sort of finding that support within yourself
0: how come you're better at words than me laura
1: uh (laughs) i don't know i was just listening (laughs) I was just listening to your talk and I'm just sort of mirroring back what you were saying, um, the the sort of concept.
0: I get excited and then the words fall out and then I forget the start of what I was saying. Mm. I swear I have ADHD, just saying. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yep so did we how did we go with our numbers that's what i want to know
1: i think we did okay maybe people can tell us how we did <laughs> so oh. if you found this episode useful definitely give us some feedback you can dm us through our instagram accounts my one is at laura jane day and you Roz, at Creative. thanks for joining in